Dale hates us right now. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> He's very angry. In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. You're now listening to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Fantasy. Where the fantasy football party happens, bitches. Bitches. Sucking their own dick. 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 Maybe football, time permitting. ESF is where fantasy meets fun. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Harlem Shake of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Dale DeMont, my trusty sidekick. What's up, Dale? What's up, man? The Harlem Shake, I guess, because we used to be a thing, and now it's just uh, nobody pays attention to it anymore. I guess. Um, It was really cool when it was happening. I think it might be because I was very into it at first. Yeah. Yeah. Now I just phoned it in. Oh, yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I love the Harlem Shake. I watched like every video that ever came out of the Harlem Shake. I was into it. Oh yeah. Did you ever see the SeaWorld one? I don't think so. I think the last okay. one I saw was a Miami Heat one with LeBron James and Oh yeah. That was, that was fantastic. Yeah. That was one of the better ones. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, Welcome to it, episode Actually, no 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 no, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. I kinda wanna do this live on air. Go to YouTube, type in SeaWorld Harlem Shake. I'll wait. Uh, this is terrible. This is terrible podcast radio, but whatever. Let's just bad. try this. Just do it, please. I am. I am. Do it for me. SeaWorld. All right, go. Hurry up. Harlem Shake. All right. Okay. I think I have seen this. This is with the um, with the seals coming up and doing something stupid. Just, just do yes, it. Yes, I've seen it. this. Yeah. This. So why did you yeah, say this that is you a didn't? One. Okay. So why did you say that you didn't? Because I forgot. After I started seeing it, now I know. Mm-hmm. Sure. You're probably just like. Oh, yeah, blackfish. Don't harm the whales. Uh, anyways, welcome, everybody, to episode 111, 111 episodes straight. We've been bringing you fantasy goodness. Welcome to all the people who are new to our podcast, checking us out maybe for the first time. Maybe you're giving us a second shot after the last episode uh, maybe didn't hit your heartstrings. Is that fair? Right. Yep. Okay. I'm still watching the Harlem Shake video. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, for those and do the hall of, of shake. <laughs> those <laughs> newcomers that are here, uh, we are a fantasy football podcast dedicated to bringing you all relevant fantasy information, coupled with a little bit of analysis. What we think, uh, we try to do as much research so you don't have to dig through multiple websites and you know multiple reports. And uh, basically, me, myself, Brito, and Armando. Uh, we do this pretty much all day. Um, so we're trying to funnel down the information so you don't have to do it. We're not the actual beat reporters. We're not Adam Schefter. You'll never see us tweet. You'll never see us copy a tweet from somebody and post it as our own. Um, I know some, some people like to do that. Uh, we'll just retweet whoever's saying, you know, so-and-so is injured or so-and-so is looking good. Um, we won't. We're not beat reporters. We're not if- insiders. If anyone in uh, from my day job is listening, I do want to clarify something that Dale said. <laughs> I don't do this all day, just some of the day, most of the day. Brito, I want to bring up something really quick before we get into fantasy stuff. Have you ever heard of the Mandela effect? I have, um, mostly because you showed, uh, you started posting about how the word Fruit Loops was spelled. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it blew my mind a little bit, and then I looked up also, like, the Monopoly guy doesn't actually have a monocle, but everybody thinks he does. Right, right, right. So, but I, I don't know too much about it. Yeah, so basically what the Mandela effect is, it came from when people thought Nelson Mandela died in prison back in the 80s, just because it was reported so many times, people just started believing it, and then all of a sudden people assumed it was true after so long. So there's a couple things, um, and by the way, I don't want to totally rip this off of good uh good friends of mine tom and dan on another podcast if you're looking for like a good comedy podcast they're based in orlando florida um they talked about it a little while ago like a month ago but i thought this was really interesting so i didn't want to totally rip anybody off i'm giving them credit um the one thing that okay i'm gonna ask you a question you tell me what you think brito Mm -hmm. did curious george ever have a tail 
Think, think back. I mean, in my head he does, but just based on how you asked it, I mean, I no, <laughs> but in my head he does. Yeah, he does not have a tail, which is kind of weird. Really? Yeah. I feel like I have to Google all of these now that you're wondering why you're asking them. Curious George. First thing that comes up is tail. Curious George doesn't have a tail. That's creeping me out. Yeah. See. Okay. All right. What else he got? Luke, I am your father. That is from a major movie, right? Uh, yes, but I know that that line is not accurate. It's, uh, no, I am your father. Yeah. No, I am your father. Yeah. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I, I could have bet a million dollars that he says, Luke, I am your father. No. Yeah. He doesn't. That one I knew. Okay. Do you remember Mr. Rogers? Uh, he, he only, only vaguely. Okay. Do you remember the theme song? No. Okay. Well, for anybody who, yeah, yeah, well, that's Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> Normally, what everybody thinks it is, and what I thought it was, it starts off with "It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood." That mm-hmm. is not correct. The correct lyric is "It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood." So that's oh, okay. Yeah, that kind of blew my mind. I'm really hoping these are getting better. Yeah, yeah. Worse, look, look, because okay. right now they're getting worse. Okay, I got two more, and then we'll move on. Okay. Okay. The Candy Kit Kat. This is like your, uh, this is your uh-huh. forte here. Okay. That's messed up, but okay. <laughs> uh, is it hyphenated or not? Kit Kat. Yeah, it is. It is not. Nuh-uh. Yep. No. Yep. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> Kit Kat. You don't have to... You don't have to fact check me. No, damn. See, that one got that one got me like Fruit Loops got me. Okay, but nah. See, I'm looking at one right here that is hyphenated. Well, it's the wrong one. It's it looks like it's really old. Okay. All right, last but one. Out of the other hundred, there none of them are hyphenated. Oh, there's Kit Kat ice cream. Damn, dog. <laughs> Alexa, order me Kit Kat ice cream. Um. Yeah, Mo- then it gets here melted. The most famous line from Forrest Gump. This is the last one. Most famous line from Forrest Gump is. Uh, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yep. Actually, Forrest says life was like a box of chocolates. Your whole life is a lie. The Kit Kat thing is, I guess the food related ones are the ones that blow my mind. <laughs> All right. You think uh, you know food. If and then what? What brought this on, I was really thinking, if anybody's listening has a Mandela effect um, towards fantasy football, I was looking around. I couldn't really find anything that like everybody believed. If you think of anything, let me know. I was, I was scouring the internet looking for anything fantasy football related, and I couldn't find anything. That Big Ben's actually had a good season. Hi-yo! <laughs> And I was looking for somebody like that, you know, maybe they seem like a goal line back, but they have really low percentage, but I didn't see anything like that. So if you guys think of anything, let me know. If not, let's just move on and you forget that I even said anything. Yep. Okay. All right, Dale, before we move on here, I do want to tell our listeners real quick about Draft Party USA. We've been telling you guys for a few days now about Draft Party USA and what Draft Party USA does is basically make your draft party easy by securing all the things that you need, whether it be vetting the location, the internet, the food. It, they're an all-inclusive draft party. It's in their name. They take out the hassle of planning and make it a fun, pleasant experience. They have all-inclusive packages. Yep. All across the country. Yeah. Tell them a little bit more about those locations. Yeah, I mean, already we've talked about Honolulu, Seattle, Buffalo, uh, New Orleans. We talked about yesterday. Of course, the number one party city in the United States, at least, is Las Vegas. And they are based in Las Vegas, so they really know what's going on. They will hook you up um, without any shadow of a doubt. They will probably give you the best draft party experience you will ever imagine. Uh, for more information, it's really easy to call them because somebody's always on the phone ready to take the calls. 702-781-1148. Uh, 
Uh, you can also go to draftpartyusa.com and get all the information from there. Definitely hit them up. Uh, it's an awesome product. We used them ourselves in Dallas. Uh, really good guys over there. So give them a shout out and um, see what they have to offer. All right, draftpartyusa.com. <laughs> all right, let's get into some news here. Noticia de Tres. Ryan Tannehill. This makes me sad. Ryan Tannehill looked like it was going to be an earthquake. Yes. Then kind of looked like it was going just going to be like a blizzard. And now it's, it's a toss-up. Don't really know where it's going to be on the disaster scale because originally goes down, knee injury, looks serious. Then comes out, you know, no structural damage, right? Yeah, we're thinking wildfire, mm-hmm. yeah. blizzard. Sure. But suddenly, you know, they're like, oh, no, hold up. We don't really know yet. We still got to do some more tests. So, you know, we're just kind of sticking in the middle. The crazy thing for us Dolphins fans, it's sad that he will enter the season at least an earthquake or at least a sinkhole. Right. You know, uh, never mind. I'm going to create too much work for ourselves. But you know how like the projections, at least on the East Coast. People don't know this rating scale like off the top of their head and we're assuming they do. (laughs) Just FYI, a sinkhole is a one on the worry meter. Okay, good point. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, on the I East Coast, point. we see it all the time. You know, the hurricane tracker where, you know, the lines are like 20 different directions. Right. Um, so, you know, right now it's, you know, there's four different trackers. And uh, and we don't really know where it's going to go. I'm going to go ahead right now just for, for, for this moment. I'm going to pin the disaster worry scale to our page. I know the... Uh, the contest was on there. The uh, Jeremy Hill autograph football contest was on there, which is still open till Sunday. FYI, if you want to win the Jeremy Hill football, uh, just go to Facebook, like our page, like the picture. You'll be entered in to win the football. But anyways, you can check out that scale with tsunami being a 10 and sinkhole being a one. All right. Well, the next piece of news is involving Joe Mixon. I think all of us are not as high on Joe Mixon as others, but the, uh, the Bengals running back told reporters that he's fine after leaving practice on Thursday with a foot injury. So they kind of dodged a bullet there. It was kind of funny. That news came out immediately after <laughs> the report was that he's going to get 20 touches a game. Right. Uh, that. I was, I was in the process of, I was on, uh, I was on Twitter and sleeper bot tweeting or replying that, uh, there it's just not going to happen that he's going to get 20 touches that first game of the season, which was the, initial report and then immediately oh yeah he's uh being he's you know the little carts coming out yeah yeah all right uh Corey davis titans rookie wide receiver left thursday's practice with a undisclosed lower body injury he's walking gingerly off the field i don't think it's a big deal the fact that he was walking gingerly at least is makes me a little more hopeful uh just keep an eye out on that as days progress and the weeks progress closer and closer to the season. Okay. Green it's Bay. A blizzard. It's he's, a on, he's on the scale. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the scale. It's a blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sinkhole. Sinkhole? Okay. Yeah. Right. Should, should, I, should I have that on my screen right now? Like the. It uh, is uh, pinned on our Twitter. Yeah. Okay. I'll look at yeah. that. You can go to at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter and check it out, Armando. Oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> we didn't introduce Armando, Armando or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I walked in midway through. I'm actually in Dale's bedroom right now. That's weird. That is very weird. Uh, Jamal Williams. Time. Jamal Williams yeah. is to push tight. <laughs> he just came out of Dale's bedroom right now, actually. You done? <laughs> <laughs> can I can I proceed? Or yes, more stupid jokes. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's not Erica. That's Brooke. (laughs) (laughs) Green Bay Packers. (laughs) For those of you guys not aware, Armando uh, is dating Dale's wife's sister. So that's why that joke's even better. It's not funny at all. Dale's (laughs) actually... Our list. This, is, this is the most painful podcast uh, last two minutes I think anybody's ever listened to. If you if you had to rate it on a disaster scale, 
this podcast is definitely up there with like wildfire at least. <laughs> Jesus. Half of our audience wants me to keep going with the news. The other half um, is totally Keep lost. going with your wife. <laughs> I get no respect. No respect. This is, this is a flood right now, guys. This is where we're at. Fuck you guys. News is over. How do you like that? Uh, by the way, before we move into our running back rankings... The mid-round guys, 16 through 30 on our consensus. Uh, I do want to just mention really quick our Facebook contest in Sunday. If you haven't liked our Facebook page and liked the picture uh, to get the autographed Jeremy Hill football, um, I would suggest you do so pretty soon because we are drawing the winner on Sunday. Don't forget our YouTube channel. And uh, thank you again to all those that are reviewing us on iTunes for our chance to be in the Listener League. Uh, keep doing so and uh we will start picking probably next week we'll start picking a couple guys an episode or a couple guys a week try to draw it out for as long as we can Hmm. fair yeah since you actually said that deal i gotta i gotta say felt kind of good reading a couple of those reviews last time on air so uh is it cool if i read a read one or two of these on air right now again they're they're pretty they're pretty well uh well written sure Okay, all right. Here's one. I, I think uh, think uh, Armando might like this one. Here, mm-hmm. I got it for you. Let me. Thank you. All right, this one comes in from Toots Magoats. All right, okay. just just the name already. I'm sure. in. I'm hooked. Sure. Okay. He gave us five stars, and he says, "Great, laid back fantasy football information." And he says, "I have listened to the last five episodes, and it has been quite enjoyable. They have great stats to back up their comments." My favorite thing about this podcast, besides Armando, is their laid-back approach to the fantasy football world. The information is real good, and the conversations are hilarious. Overall, this is an enjoyable experience. Thank you very much, Mr. Toots McGoats. That was like a very well-written, that's a very well-written review. Yeah, I like that guy. And some people just say, just giving you five star for uh, listener league entry. You want can I can I do one more here because sure. I thought this there was another one here that I really liked. All right, this guy from BNB FFL Commish. Too many uh, too many letters in that name, but it's for, whatever. We'll move on. It's titled "Hilarious" with a five star review. This is great knowledge, hilarious banter among the hosts, crazy jokes and references, step brothers, McRibs, beer, middle urinal, and the guest name game. All backed up with solid data and analysis. That's cool. all. All right. Like well, that about does it that for housekeeping us. today. Housekeeping? Housekeeping, you want me to jerk you off? Um, all right. Today we are going to, like I said, go through some running back rankings. There are a few here that uh, we disagree on, a few that we agree on. We're going to kind of go through these 15 running backs some we're going to stop and spend a little bit more time on if you guys have any questions for anybody that we're not going to um talk about you can always tweet at us email us facebook us instagram us whatever and uh we're pretty quick at responding to questions for the most part Uh, one of us are always on and happy to help anybody who needs it we're now also on reddit sleeperbot oh yeah Uh, probably soon on uh snapchat but yeah, no, we're on Reddit now. It's cool, man. Yeah, I like it. Very Thank cool. you, Austin. His name is Adam. Adam Austin. <laughs> he go, he's like Kenneth. Should be Adam Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's right. good. That's his nickname. That's good. Our sixteenth yeah. best running back. Wanna, actually, if you want to follow Austin, it's Austin without the I, so A U S T N thirty seven on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, all right. So our sixteenth best running back by consensus is cj anderson this year mm-hmm. we all have met 16 crazy coincidence i'm not sure yeah my 18 last year he had just over 12 points per game in seven games uh that was enough if he would have continued that through the season it would have been enough to be about a 14th best overall running back for the season we all kind of have hopes that he's a solid rb2 based on his rankings anything that either one of you want to add yeah, I just want to add that I'm just scared of him. Personally, if I have to draft him, I guess I will. 
but having Jamal Charles and Booker out there, I just don't don't see him. Yeah, I, I'm nervous about him. That's the thing. Jamal Charles is still not even cleared to practice. Like this is now a possibility of missing games into the second full season coming off of injury. Um, I I'm I'm worrying less and less about Charles as time goes on. Yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of hype building uh, behind Booker as well. Like they're saying that Booker's he's... also injured. He has a uh, a wrist injury. He's going to be out for six weeks, listen, six to eight weeks minimum. Listen, yeah. Should you be concerned about anybody's backup taking the role? Yes, and especially if CJ CJ Anderson doesn't do well or gets injured, it's his job to lose. So if he has any chance and he produces 12, 13 points per game, he's not going to get benched. I mean, there's a reason that they signed Stephen Ridley and Andy Janovich. What's the reason? That everybody else is injured. Yeah. Booker's <laughs> injured. Jamal right, Charles right. is still injured. Like, I got you. All right. The next guy, this might take a little bit of conversation. We're going to talk about Ty Montgomery. I have him at 17. Burrito has him at 21. Armando has him at 12. Last year, he had 77 attempts with nearly six yards per carry. Um, I kind of figured even with five yards per carry on 200 attempts, that I think 200 attempts is very possible in that offense. Okay. Uh, that would be good enough for a top 10 running back. So <coughs> I know six yards per carry is ridiculous, and I right. wouldn't think that he would sustain that over 200 carries. But even if he right. loses a yard a carry and gets five yards, I'm reiterating that it's good enough to be a top 10 running back. Hey, so you know how many games he had with double-digit carries last year? Not very many. Just because you seem to, like, overestimate these things in there in your head. Maybe you have a little bit of a Mandela effect with Ty Montgomery. <laughs> Listen. In one game. One game with double-digit carries. He was a wide receiver halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah, man. He's, he's not. What, how much do you – how not, much – he did. I mean, we talked about this before. He did exactly what the Packers needed him to do: basically fill that position. Now that they see he can be effective when running, they're going to game plan for him, and uh, I think he's going to be valuable in this offense. I'm not saying he's okay. going to be a top ten, but how many how many proje- how, how many rushing attempts would you project him for? I'd say 180 to 200 attempts is very possible. I'm take if it's 200, I'm taking the under. Yeah, that's why I said 180 to 200. I give him 160. I think he's closer to 200. But he's also going to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. Very Agreed. good pass catcher. Because mm-hmm. he's a wide receiver, yeah. too. Yeah. But he's... And in PPR, he's way higher than... He's not going to be the number 12 running back, man. Like, that is so high. No, well, okay. I, okay, okay. Wait, hear me out. Hear me out. The reason why he's ranked the highest is because there's very little question surrounding Ty Montgomery. There's no competition for him. You know that he's going to get 10 to 12 carries in a high-powered offense. He is a workhorse if, of that offense for a running back in that offense. I understand it's the backers. It'll run the ball a lot. So it's a low-risk pick who is going to put up fancy points one way or another through catching the ball or through running the ball. They have a decent offensive line. Aaron Rodgers over the, is behind him. So it's not like they're going to be stacking the box against him at any point whatsoever. So he's just a super low-risk running back that you know you're going to get points from. That's why he's ranked 12. He's not elite, but you're definitely going to be happy when he's start, starting. Like, All right. I, so you guys have no no fear. I, even I, I, I don't have much fear, but you guys have no fear whatsoever about his role as the number one back? No one's putting into question yet. It hasn't even been questioned at all. Like, he's not a good pass blocker, like at all. That's a big weakness for him. And in a Green Bay offense, that scares me. Yeah. They drafted three guys. Sure, they drafted them all late, but they did draft three other guys. Sure. Just because they had, they, I mean, they were literally down to the bone. <laughs> they had nobody I mean, he else. He didn't practice yeah, last season at all as a running back, you know, up until he became a running back. So it's not like he had a chance to practice his running back ability, his pass blocking abilities. I, I feel like that's something he's working on this entire offseason. Look, I, I think he can be good. I just, I think there's plenty of risk there. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. There, there is risk. Okay. Um, let's play a game. Crazy, bold, or stupid. Ty Montgomery over Amir Abdullah. Ty Montgomery. Crazy, bold, uh, or stupid? That's that's where most people would have him. I think having it the other way around is bold. Okay. You ha- you have Matt. You have Montgomery. I have, at I have Abdullah. I, I think I have Abdullah at seventeen. Yeah. 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 yeah Abdullah at twenty-seven. 
Okay. All right. So I guess we move on. Coming in at our 18th running back after Ty Montgomery is Mr. Christian McCaffrey. So our second rookie running back in the top 20. How do you guys feel about McCaffrey this year? Well, I I really like him as a pass catcher. I think Jonathan Stewart will get a lot of the goal line inside the 10 red zone type looks. Hmm. Last year, the Panthers really needed a receiver to really take hold in the red zone. Last year, Olsen was two for five uh, inside the 10 with one touchdown. Benjamin, Benjamin, I'm sorry, was three for five with three touchdowns in the red zone. I think Christian McCaffrey can really take a notch and be a real good pass catching back inside the 20. Um, like I said, Jonathan Stewart is, I think, very solid at the goal line. Last year, he had nine touchdowns on 16 attempts inside the five. So that's pretty much on top of the league almost. Better conversion rate than Melvin Gordon, actually. He is a running back this year that I think they're going to try to get as involved as possible in the passing game. Um, If you're looking for a guy in a PPR league that is going to have a little bit more value than he might have in a standard league, that's Christian McCaffrey. I, I think that's where a good chunk of his value will be because he's still going to be sharing that first and down work, first and second down work with with Jonathan Stewart. And so I, I do believe that they'll be alternating series, but when it comes down to third down and passing down situations, I, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey on the field. Yeah, I like I like McCaffrey. I, I'm bumping up a little bit more and more. Uh, Christian and I have him at 20. Uh, Armando has him at 22. All pretty fair. That's about where he should be, I think. All right. Next is a guy that Dale has been uh, falling more and more in love with, and I'm uh, I'm also joining him on the on the Abdullah train here. Yeah. I mean, so Amir Abdullah. Yeah. Last last year, of course, he was injured. He only played a handful of games. The year before, he played his rookie season. He played all 16 games uh, total over just over four yards per carry, which is decent. Tweeted some stuff earlier, and people were talking about, you know, Theo Riddick and Zach Zinner and uh, Matt Asiata all being a threat. Riddick only ran the ball 92 times last year in 10 games. So it's not like he's going to take over the running role. Yes, he is a third down and passing back. That doesn't scare me if Amir Abdullah is the one and two. I think he has a lot of value that people are overlooking just because of the what has he done for me lately syndrome. Right. And he was so hyped in his first two seasons. Um, I don't think much has changed other than he couldn't stay healthy. So let's give it, I think I say, let's give it one more shot. He burned a lot of people last year, and that's why a lot of people are not going to consider him, but. I like him. He's still got the same situation set up for him in which he has all the potential in the world to be uh, a a running back that does a little bit of everything. It's the, it's a terminology though that you just use that scare people away is that he can't seem to stay healthy. He got injured and he was out. It's not like, you know, he's been hobbled with injuries his whole career. He played his entire rookie season, every single game. He, he was very reliable in college and last year he got injured and he was out. It's not like he has a problem here. Would either one of you guys want to make an eat bet with Ty Montgomery versus Abdullah? Not really. No. I haven't backed Based off back. our rankings, we're, we're exactly opposite. I have, I have him ranked 27, and you guys have Montgomery ranked, what, 19 and 21? Yeah, 17 and 21. I mean, based off our rankings, you guys should, one of you guys should take that bet. Come on. Come on. I'm good. There's so much threat in, the, in this. The possibility for either one of these guys to explode are pretty decent. Yeah, I'm taking that bet. Eat bet. I'll take Abdullah over, over Ty Montgomery. Okay. I'm eat bet. Feeling pretty good about it, actually. I'm feeling fantastic. You're gonna eat lightning, and you're gonna crap thunder. Eat bet. Um, nom, 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 oh, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not touching that. Because you're in the middle on both guys. Yeah, I, I have Montgomery at 17 and Amir on 18, so I'm sticking by my rankings. Right. But I'm not because you're in the middle on both guys. I guess. Number twenty is Tevin Coleman. I have him at twenty six. Armando has him at twenty. Brito has him at twenty two. Thoughts on Coleman and how he is going to coexist with Devontae Freeman. All right. So Tevin Coleman. Um 
man, he's one of those guys that you just know he's going to find a way to produce. It's going to be annoying, but he's probably going to end up as a top 24 back again. And, like, I can't take him out of there. Like, he's going to score touchdowns. The offense is still going to be good. Um, That's just... For as much as I say that Freeman's role is secure to a more... To a lesser extent, Coleman's is as well. It's just he's going to get mixed in when they can mix him in. Yeah. Tevin Coleman last year played 13 games, 520 yards, and eight touchdowns with three receiving touchdowns. Right. The touchdowns numbers I you don't think is sustainable, but uh, Absolutely not. they keep involving him even more as a pass catcher during this offseason. That's something that they worked on heavily last offseason, and he showed a tremendous step forward in his second season. How about I think he's going to take even another step forward in his third season about, and, and really be a threat. How about, this, how about this stat? He had the exact same amount of receptions as Lamar Miller, but at 140 more yards than him. Well, he had one that's game where he had 132 offense. yards alone out of four right. receptions, right. so that's really skewed. He's a good pass catcher, though. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I didn't think he was because that wasn't his uh, forte in his uh, in his rookie season. But uh, yeah, he showed a very improved uh, sophomore year. All right, let's move to. Uh, I guess we can kind of quickly go. We talked about Mark Ingram a few times. What are your thoughts on how Mark Ingram is going to coexist with Adrian Peterson? Uh, last year, Ingram had over 200 attempts, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns. He also was a really good pass catcher last year with four touchdowns and th- over 300 reception yards. Who's the who's the person here bringing up Mark Ingram's uh, numbers? Uh, Dale is. Dale has him ranked at 20, me 24, you have him 26. Man, it's, oh not, it's not crazy. I'm, I mean, it's too high. It is a little high, Dale. Uh, Armando, you have him at 24. I have him at 20. Let's not pretend that I'm throwing the rankings I mean, it way off. It is I'm trying low. to figure out how to lower him because last year was his first thousand yard season ever. Yeah. And that just, that only happened because he actually stayed healthy for 16 games. He's a, he's ahead of Eddie Lacy and Tevin Coleman for me. Not Tevin Coleman. I think that's ridiculous. I would take both Eddie Lacy and Tevin Coleman above him. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I that's disagree. a bet for you, Dale. Take it. Take it. Take it by the. I'll, I'll do Mark Ingram over Eddie Lacy any day. Oh my god, how many e bets am I gonna make this preseason? Do it. I'll be a little <sighs> Armando? Uh, I no, I, I he, he's taking it. I don't need to take it. Nice. I already took it. Nice. I'm taking I'm taking uh taking Eddie Lacy. Okay, I'll take Mark Ingram. That's an e bet. You're gonna eat lightning and you're gonna crap thunder. Before. It is an eat bet. And I, all, all these eat bets during this episode, it's really because, I mean, this 15 to 30 range, a 16 to 30 running back range, there's so many question marks. And it's based off, at least my rankings are really based off historical performances and who's come and gone in that offense to help them or hurt them. I don't, I just, I don't know about the Adelisi ranking though. 21's a bit high. You have an 18? Jeez, let's just wait till we get there. What? Okay. Eddie Lacy. I have Eddie Lacy at 18. Right. Armando has about 31. Yep. Definitely need to find some meat bets there. All right. Well, give me a second. Eddie Lacy is next on the list. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so defend your ranking. Uh, there's not much to defend. It's a terrible offensive line. Oh, my God. You have Marshawn Lynch at 30? He's been, he took a year off. I just don't. I, I just right, don't. I'm sorry, just go. go well, let's not. Let's try not sorry. to derail and talk about players that are three three names down on the list. Just don't like Armando's rankings. Well, we okay. should have we should have debated this off air it. so we have better on air. Um, Look, debate. Eddie Lacy. The offensive line is not improved from last year. It was horrendous last year. It was the worst in the league this year. It might be thirty one. Might take a step forward. Still awful. Eddie Lacy has been horrible for the past two seasons, and Thomas. What's that guy's name? Thomas Rawls is there. CJ Procise is there. I, I don't see why I would draft him in any league whatsoever. I think 31 is still too high for the guy. It's just too much work, and there's too much work around him, and the offensive line is terrible. It's just not worth it at all. Maybe he gets some goal line work, but I just can't see myself feeling comfortable ever putting him in a starting lineup with all that pe- with all that mess around him. Who's the best running back in the Seattle Seahawks? Uh, 
uh, team. Russell offense. Wilson. Oh, God, okay. All right. It's, it's a bit, Russell Wilson is going to have a great year, but at least he's not. Look, Eddie Lacy yeah. is the main back on offense that should be much improved. That will get plenty of opportunity at the goal line. We think there's he's nobody the main else. Guy. There's nobody else in that running back group that can handle a you know third and two from the two like Eddie Lacy can. Yeah, he might be. He might be a good good goal line back. Maybe, maybe. But uh, Thomas Rawls is there, and CJ Procise. CJ Procise was really good last year when he had when he was healthy. CJ Procise is not a short yardage guy. Yes, but he's gonna get more work than Eddie Lacy. And not every down's a no, short yard, short yard deal. No, he's not. CJ Procise is gonna get more work in what way? In receiving, uh, probably. Yes. Yep. That's it. All right. I'll take an e bet. Anybody want to make an e bet on Eddie Lacy? I'll take it. As far as what. Um, over workload and CJ Procise? No, I'm trying to see if I can make an e-bet with Dale. Mark Ingram over uh, Eddie Lacy? Uh, I actually have him pretty close. Um, okay, we're doing way too many bets here. Yeah. Okay. But I, I think Eddie Lacy at this point, with what we've seen, okay, 2013-2014, both seasons over 1,000 yards, both of those seasons. I mean, every single season he's had at least four yards of carry which is something Melvin Gordon can't say. Um, the only thing missing two years ago was the volume wasn't there for some reason with Green Bay, but he still averaged 4.1 yards a carry, which is okay. It's acceptable. Um, and the touchdowns, like the, he just didn't score touchdowns like he did in, in, in 2013 and 2014 um, with 20 touchdowns, rushing touchdowns over those first two seasons. Uh, last year, uh, didn't have a great start to the season because he was – Hey, an obese person trying to run the ball in the National Football League. Uh, if if everything hits right here, he's going to be a steal in fantasy drafts. I know that you have to bet on things working out, but for me, that's how is that much different than some of the other guys here? And the and offensive Seattle line Seahawks. is the main issue. The offensive line is still horrible. It's he's he's not going to have a hole to run through. That's the issue. Okay. I think the workload's going to be there, and the offense is still pretty good. All right. We're going to disagree on Eddie Lacy. That's fine. I think he's the opportunity to be good, and you're getting him right now at the, at the the in the fifth round. Like, I think that's great. I'll take him there. That's To me, you're getting him as, what, your third running back? It's awesome. All right. In the fifth Next round, up. you're going to have three running backs already? Yeah, and two wide receivers, something like that. Or the other way around, three wide receivers and two running backs. Or maybe you go a little kooky and you get a tight end. Or a quarterback. Okay. You done? I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to talk about LAAC anymore. <laughs> he's garbage. Next up is Bilal Powell. Um, Bilal Powell, he's all ranked pretty much the same for us. Brito and I have him at 24. Armando has him at 23. Uh, one thing that kind of surprised me was how much of a red zone and goal line guy Matt Forte was in this offense. Uh, he actually had 71% of the team's rushes inside the five. Uh, that's the eighth most in the NFL. I, I will say this. Uh, Matt Forte is a guy that's really starting to get up there in age. Last year, averaged 3.7 yards a carry uh, with his 218 attempts, and that's after he started the season well. Yep. By the end of the season, Matt Forte will be 32 years old. He's already day-to-day with a hamstring injury. If there's anybody that can step out of this group and just like have a completely unexpected workload of just all the work, passing down work, first and second down work, granted, in a horrifically bad offense— it's Bilal Powell. I think he has the opportunity should anything happen, and I think it's very possible yeah. that something could happen to Matt Forte. Yeah, Bilal Powell last year, five total touchdowns, two receiving with 388 yards receiving. So definitely a dual threat here. I think it's his job by week six. If not sooner, yeah. By week one? <laughs> Possibly. I'm not jo- I'm not joking. Yeah, no. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, all right, I'm going to kind of skip through Peterson. I will say that I have Peterson, uh, let's see, 12 spots lower than Ingram, 
Armando has Peterson five, six spots ahead of Ingram. And Brito has him back-to-back, 26 and 27. Peterson a one spot lower. That's what I do when I'm hedging bets. I put the players (laughs) back-to-back. I have the biggest discrepancy, I think, because I believe in Ingram so much more than a lot of other people. I have to put Peterson down just because if Ingram's You have to put him down? (laughs) Uh, Like, hey, hey, Peterson, your mama's so fat. (laughs) I was more thinking like putting down a dog, but... Um, oh, okay. Jesus, Dale. Rest in peace, Murphy. <laughs> so, yeah, I my only response for that ranking was because I'm so uh, high on Ingram, I have to be low on Peterson. Next guy we're going to talk about, we kind of already talked about him a little bit, uh, Marshawn Lynch. I have him at 27. Armando has him at 30. And Christian is the highest at 19. I think Christian believes in this Raiders offense and believes it's going to be ran through Marshawn Lynch, it seems like. Not necessarily ran through Lynch. I just think that he is something that was missing in the offense last year in a power running back. Um, And we saw that they kind of want to involve the running backs in in terms of goal line scoring. If Latavius Murray can be a fantasy-relevant player, guy punching it in from the one and two yard line. I, I think there's no reason to believe that they won't do that with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, good good um, good point. I mean Latavius Murray last year had twelve touchdowns on just seven hundred and eighty eight yards rushing. So right. For sure. My only issue my only issue with Marshawn Lynch is where he is going. So he's currently going as the twelfth running back off the board. That's too high. Yeah, I agree. That's really high. I agree. And we have him way lower than that. I think our expectations are a little bit more tempered and 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 realistic. Um, but I think you know, if you if you have him as an RB one, that's way too high. Yep. Too Give me risk. guys like Lamar Miller and and uh, Carlos Hyde and Isaiah Crowell. Ty Montgomery. Going. Yeah. Well. No. But. All right. Nice try. Nice thinking that in there. Like I, I, appre- I appreciate the effort. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Jonathan Stewart is next on our list. I have him at 25. Armando has him at 26. Brito has him at 30. Seems like in between 25 and 30, I have no issues with. I won't debate this too much. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, Jonathan Stewart had nine touchdowns on 16 attempts inside the five-yard line. Very usable. Yeah. In, uh, in goal line situations, I think it stays that way. He's going to finish as a top 30 running back. I just don't think it's going to be pretty. Uh, yeah, that's fair. He's going to have like two games where he has like three touchdowns and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's it's going to be so frustrating when you when you see like the entire first, uh, the entire second half goes by and, and Jonathan Stewart's points were done after the second quarter yeah. because McCaffrey is – is the only one catching passes out of the backfield because Carolina's down. Yep. Like, it's going to be very frustrating when that happens for Jay Stu owners, and it's going to happen. The hardest one to rank for me inside the top 30 is this next guy, Frank Gore. <laughs> I kept moving him down, moving him down, and then I got to a point, for me, it was at 23, where I thought, hmm, there's really nobody else I can put him, <laughs> put ahead of him with confidence. He kind of hit a wall for me at 23. Uh, Armando has him at 19, and Brito, you have him at 31. Hmm. So I'm, again, right in between your rankings. Armando, are you – you see a big season out of Gore because – No, why? he's ranked 19. I mean, last year when he finished top 15, he got the work. That's the only reason why he's up there. Until he's not there anymore, I have to keep ranking him that high. You know, like last year we all had him super low. Turns out he was effective. He did something, you know. So until he's not doing anything, I have to keep ranking him that high. Yeah, he's just so old. I know. I feel. I mean, I'm drafting Marlon Mack in every single draft. Like he's yeah. not. I'm drafting him. I'm reaching for that guy. But I'm also, you know, Frank Gore is there as a number, a late round number two running back. I'll take him. Yeah. He. I have him there. He's going to be productive. The reason I I rank him this way is I just don't want him on my team. Unless it's because I'm going to put him there at the RB two spot because I need to fill something in for just some points. But 
This is this is his game log. 14 carries for 59 yards, 13 carries for 44 yards, 21 carries for 82 yards, 16 carries for 68 yards. You're never going to get a boom game. He's not going to win you a week. It's not going to happen. It's never going to win you a week ever, which no. is fine. And that is it's fine if that's what you want. But, he's not but gonna, I don't like having players like he's that. He's not going to lose you a week. He's not going exactly. to get I disagree because Pittsburgh, for example, is was one of the worst rushing defenses in the league last year. So let me give you this. 15 carries for 28 yards, 1.9 yards a carry. Like, he finished the season, again, under four yards a carry. Yeah. He's only doing it based on he doesn't get hurt and he gets volume. Right. Like, if you play 16 games at the running back position, you're going to be a top 24 back. He's probably going to be a top 24 back again. But I don't want that on a week-to-week basis. It's why guys like Le'Veon Bell, fuck it. He's probably going to miss a game or two this year for some reason or another. I don't care because those two games I'll replace with anyone else, and the other 14 are going to be so much better than everyone else that it doesn't matter. Frank Gore is the opposite argument. I don't want him because there's such a limited upside. Right, but it depends on your roster construction as well. If he's there and you've stacked your team with wide receivers and you have elite wide receivers, Frank Gore is a very good running back to put on the roster like that because you're going to get something out of him instead of not I'd rather invest in three or four possible home run hits after him. Okay, I don't disagree. Okay, but he's gonna be right. he's gonna finish in the top twenty four. We agree on that. That's why he's there. Uh, okay, all right, it's possible. But he's thirty four years old. Yeah, I know he's aging. Yeah. Dale's thirty four as well, like, by the way. Robert Robert Kelly is a guy who nobody is confident on. I don't think but we all have him ranked no. somewhere in the twenties or thirties. Every league I mean, I'm drafting Kelly in, I am having to reach for Sam J. P. Ryan. <laughs> and I don't like to reach it. for a rookie handcuff. But I end up Great. doing that just because I have no faith in Kelly. I have him at 30. Armando has him at 21. Christian, you have him at 33. Right. Here's, uh, here's two different reports that I read on Robert Kelly today. Okay? Yeah. These are two <laughs> different reports I read. <clears throat> It is believed that Robert Kelly will open the 2017 season as the team's starting running back. That's one. Here's the next one. Early indications are that Kelly has been passed by rookie Perrine in the eyes of the Redskins. <laughs> I do not trust this no. at all. No. At all. No. Like, it's definitely uneasy. And, what, and what's the Redskins' track record over the last four or five years with their running backs? Exactly. It just seems like they're just whoever is going to be the guy that year. Yeah. And if we have to do away with him the next year, the only consistent factor is Chris Thompson's going to be the pass-catching guy. That's it. Yeah. All right. At number 29. This is my fault. He should be higher in our rankings, but I just hate him. Yeah, well, uh, he's high for uh, Armando, and he's low for uh, Christian as well. Uh, Jeremy Hill. Again, if you want that Jeremy Hill autographed football, go to our Facebook page, like it, and like the post. Jeremy Hill, I have him at 22. Armando has him at 37, Oof. and Brito has him at Wait, 30. do you have Jeremy Hill ranked ahead of Joe Mixon? I do. Okay. All right, interesting. Uh, I actually bumped Mixon up a lot today. Uh, so in our draft kit version two, I will have the cheat sheet printed out uh, to reflect Mixon uh, bumped up a little higher. Yeah, I don't think He's still not passing Hill for me. Hill last year, he was 15th in the league with – in his team getting 63% of the carries inside the five-yard line. He had 15 attempts and six touchdowns. Okay. Uh, He's going to be the goal line back. He's going to be the touchdown vulture. If this Bengals offense gets moving, Hill will score with with good confidence. Um, None of the Cincinnati Bengals running backs are going to be good this year. Yeah, they're a mess. That includes Joe Mixon. Like, people here are like, why haven't we talked about Mixon yet? Because we hate him. <laughs> because that backfield is a mess. And so the Jeremy Hill hate, for me, is the same. It's because Mixon's there and Gio Bernard's there. Like, it's going to be a mess. They're probably all going to play all year long, and you're just going to be so frustrating, frustrated owning any of these guys. I don't know. I mean... 
if I'm owning Hill, I'm thinking it's pretty easy for him to get 40 yards in a touchdown a game. Like, I could say that you with would, you, would, you would think that week 16 of your championship fantasy team league, okay? You would think that. But when you finish with a donut <laughs> and you yeah, lose. I think, it's, I think what is going to happen with Jeremy Hill is it's going to be 30 yards, 40 yards, 40 yards and a touchdown, 30 yards, 40 yards. That's going to be Jeremy Hill season. Joe Mixon's season is going to be 60 yards, 60 yards, 60 yards every year, every week. No touchdowns because Jeremy Hill's vulturing yeah. that. And Giro Bernard is, you know, five catches for 45 yards. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I like Hill a little bit more than you guys. I understand you have fair arguments. I don't think I am uh, have enough ammo pack to disagree with what you just said, Brito. I just like the vulture in Cincinnati with an offense that should be a little bit improved from last year. Apparently, uh, Jeremy Hill is now a supervillain. Yeah. The Vulture. <laughs> it's a pretty good guy. movie. I'm just saying. Spider-Man. Number 30 in our rankings. Armando really Deal screwed this up for us. Okay. Uh, I have Doug Martin at 28. Brito, you have him at 23. Armando mm-hmm. has him 20 spots lower at 43. I understand. What? Hasn't he been your guy, Armando? Yeah, but then that report came out that he might not have the job, and then me and Dale discussed it even more, and I got even more impassioned about it, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't want anything to do with Doug Martin. <laughs> three ga- He's not going to be over three games. He's not guaranteed a job. There's a- plenty of running backs on that roster that are capable of carrying the load. I'm out. Look, there's probably six running backs in the NFL that's guaranteed a job. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I like Martin in the mid-20s here. We talked about it before. Getting him as your third running back on your roster is just fine. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. You're getting a probably a bench running back that has the potential to be a top five guy because we've seen it twice already. Yeah. Now, it won't be a top five guy because he's missing three games. Um, but he has that, you know, per on a per-game basis, he could be just electric. In an offense that I think is going to be even better this year than it was last year. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up our fifth – or, sorry, 16 through 30 running backs. Uh, next week, actually, because it's a Friday, uh, next week we'll be talking about wide receivers, some tight end talk, um, we're going to get in sooner or later. We're going to get in some draft strategy, auction, dynasty, stuff like that. I have a couple guests on to give you more insight than we can give you. Um, you guys have anything else to add for, for nope. Rolando, for Christian Brito, Fernando. My name is Dale. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you at eat sleep FF on Twitter. Please follow us. 